Hello everyone, this is Nick and this is the Holy City Hot Podcast brought to you by Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Music. Welcome guys, hope everybody's having a really good day. It's your host with the most. Nick motherfucking Stevenson, and you're listening to the Holy City High, brought to you today by Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Um, uh, just me by myself today, guys, so I hope everybody's having a good time during the holidays. I hope everybody's Thanksgiving went well. Um, we're going to count down to Christmas. It's the seventh day of Christmas. Uh, Christmas, not seventh day of Christmas, seventh day in December. So happy holidays, including Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, and all other... Um, holidays celebrated by different religions. Um, but today, um, we're, we're gonna um, be kind of fully stacked, man. Kind of give you a rundown of some things. Uh, we're gonna review today the uh, Folly Beach riots um, that happened. Uh, what is it now? Almost seven years ago. It's almost seven years now. A little over six. Um, in addition to that. We're going to um, give you an account of some things that uh, sometimes I almost have died in my life. like, But not like not like uh, in like a serious way. Kind of like, damn, that would have sucked to, be, to go out like that. So I'm going to review some of those. Also in addition, I like to... This is going to be kind of like a personal one. But we're going to reflect on the drinking culture of Charleston and um, how it's... Uh, Kind of a uh, not necessarily, I would say, dire situation, but I think some of the poorest people need to be brought. That if you're not from here or haven't been here, ever visited here, for my listeners that are listening from out of state or anywhere else, um, we're going to touch base on that. Um, in addition to you know the big uh, show off, if you haven't seen on our social media pages, uh, we did a uh, had a big poll go out who's more influential between our two candidates. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But right now I'm going to touch base on some events going around in the Charleston area um, that I might that you might find intriguing, or at least some of my listeners might find intriguing. Hope you should make the most of your weekend. Um, first, we're going to start with the Christmas on King Bar Crawl, uh, produced by Blue Steel Productions. Um, this bar crawl, I think, originates at Brick. Charleston, um, located over on um, Ann Street. Um, it's from 3 to 11. Uh, there's multiple bars. There are tickets, which will include, I believe, a Santa hat and a wristband. You can get on Eventbrite. Uh, they're between $16 to $30. Um, it's pretty dope, man. Uh, they do this every year. Um, and you, you see the people, man. I want to say last year they started at Mint. Um, Mint Charleston, but uh, I want to say they originally break. They might be going. They're probably making their tour around, man. I'm not sure the bars list it. I'll definitely check out the their the website or in addition to the Facebook post I've seen. Um, in addition to that, I also have the Folly Beach Christmas Parade. Um, that's Saturday. Um, starts over at uh, say it starts at twelve. Um, it's right down Sarum Street and Folly. Um, it's might be raining. It's supposed to rain all weekend, so we're going to see how that goes. I'm not sure if they're going to still hold the parade because of the weather situation. Um, it's 
supposed to rain the next three days. So hopefully um, that's not the case, but you know, just keep your ears posted. Just check out on the all the social media pages for that event. And the bigger one is the uh, Mount Pleasant Christmas Light Parade, uh, which is huge. Um, it's over it's over in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, located over on Coleman Boulevard. Um, this parade is pretty big, so they, I believe they shut down the bridge at least to Coleman Boulevard. Um, and I want to say it runs from right from, pretty much from Patriots Point to I want to say a little bit past the Farmers Market, maybe to um, Ben Sawyer and um, Chuck Dolly. I have to check on that route. But that's December's light parade. So it starts at, uh, I believe, 530. But I believe it starts shutting the roads down around 4. So just be advised with that. If you're traveling the area, just be, be advised on Sunday or Sunday evening. If you're trying to get to Mount Pleasant, that road would not be available necessarily. Um, but other than that, uh, that's about all my events I have listed for in the Charleston area. If you know of any more, just shoot me a shout out or tag me on a post. And we can go from there. Um, but going back to um, our first segment main post um, would be, so if you haven't checked out, please check out our Facebook page, Twitter page, and then um, Instagram page, Holy City High. Uh, we had, uh, I set this poll, I want to say Wednesday, and influential people, the most influential person uh, between the two candidates, um, which was Shep Rhodes and uh, Byron Knight. Um, give you kind of a backstory on these two people. Um, Shep Rose, uh, these by far would be more known <laughs> outside of Charleston. Um, he's a uh, he's a uh, he's one of the uh, lead characters on the uh, Charleston-based show Southern Charm, which is run on um, Bravo, the network Bravo. So check that out. I believe it's their fifth season. They just got done with their fifth season. And I want to say they got renewed for a sixth season. Uh, me, personally, I don't follow the show, but I'm very familiar with the characters. And I actually have a story about Shep. I'm going to tell you a little bit after I tell you the results of this poll. But, uh, but uh, um, he's, uh, he's, kinda, he's a bachelor. I want to say he still is a bachelor. Um, but if you know him, he's always around King Street. Uh, he owns a few bars here in Charleston. Including the Commodore, the Alley, at least part owner, not full owner. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he's like just part owner. And the uh, Commodore, the Palace Hotel, and the Alley. Um, he's also very frequently around just anywhere on King Street. He's a pretty outgoing person. He gets good, he gets pretty lit. Um, in addition to that, um, about he gets he gets wasted actually, man. I'm gonna give you a story about that. How he gets wasted. Um, and first is the other candidate is uh, Byron Knight. Um, if you ever been to Charleston or you live in Charleston long enough, you know that Byron is a kind of a King Street staple. He's a homeless dude, actually. Um, that he's really nice, but what he's really known for is uh, I don't know. I don't know his history. That's what I've kind of been trying to look into, like uh, where he learned his ability. But he's really good at like just cracking it back. Once say he's a chiropractor. I've, been told he was a chiropractor that got addicted to crack. Heard he was a military veteran that just fell on hard times. And then, but whatever his story is, he's a really nice dude. Has, there's, a, I want to say, there's a uh, story from a couple years ago where he saved this girl from a sexual assault um, and like drugged the guy out and beat this dude up in the Burns Alley. 
and um, preventing a rape, essentially. Uh, so props to him. But, you know, he is also addicted to crack. So I guess you can just pick your pros and cons about the dude as you want. But um, other than that, man, my dealings with him personally, it's been nice. Shit, you know, getting drunk, walking down the street on King and have an opportunity to get your back crack and feel like a whole new person for the rest of the night. Help, man, I'm not going to be the one to tell you not to do it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, you want to be on alert and be like, well, I can understand some people were like hesitant to approach where it's like, okay, like, well, this dude fucks my neck up or something like that. And then, you know, that's the risk you take. But for the most part, I haven't heard. Uh, I want to say Charleston City Paper in 2013 uh, rated him as the uh, best street character. Um, but he's a terrifically nice guy. If you come across visiting the city, definitely check him out. You must see him somewhere on his bike. Somewhere mainly Upper King Street. I mean King Street. That's uh, kind of the bar strip I'm referring to. Um, but essentially, uh, uh, somehow, I don't know what caused me to come up with that idea to compare these two people. I don't know. I felt like I just said something. I seen like another poem on Facebook, and I'm just like, you know what? This would be a good one to do for my podcast. Um, but hey, man, it worked, man. The turnout for this poll was pretty dope, man. I was really. Uh, didn't spec, man. Uh, I did post it in certain different groups and almost got 400 people voting this poll. It was overwhelmingly. Uh, Byron was the favorite. <laughs> I mean, Byron's been around since the late 90s. So, so he's been here for a hot minute. So people are very well um, aware of who this guy is. But it was like 95% to 5. Uh, but 95% in favor of Byron. Um, so shout out to Byron. Um, I'll I will post this final result once again on our Instagram page and along with our Twitter and Facebook accounts. Um, and a good shot, Byron. Um, if you have any other ideas of two people you want to know, compare, man, check us out. Tag tag me. Uh, you can follow my Instagram handle, um, Nick at Night SC, or my Twitter handle, uh, Nick OTO. Um, check me out. And I'll try to see if I can get some new candidates to be able to try to. Um, Trying to see who's more influential. Uh, I might just do this uh, every episode, at least for the month of December. Why not? Um, but a story about Shep. <laughs> just curious. Um, so this happened, I want to say, like, this happened right after Halloween. And it was like my uh, good friend of mine, Jen. And shout out to Jen if you're listening. Hope you enjoy your time. But it was, her, it was her last week here in Charleston. Uh, she moved back to Phoenix, um, finished up school and stuff. But uh, but she likes to go out a lot, so we thought, hey, let's go. And um, it was like the middle of the weeknight. I want to say it was like a Wednesday night, and we went down, kind of just went bar hopping down King Street. I want to say we started like Uptown Social, but in between, our next bar we went to was the dispensary, and like it was pretty packed. And for the people that don't know, the dispensary used to be called Midtown, which was a big college bar a few years back. But now they got like a whole new remodel and try to aim to be classier, but it's kind of like still the same kind of crowd. Um, but it's not bad. I mean, the remodel is pretty nice, but they also cut the cut the restaurant in half. At least took a whole side of it. That was a big component of the restaurant, but so be it. But we go to the dispensary and like, uh, I think they had a live band that night or something. Um, but long story short, I go out to the back patio. So um, for people that never been to this place, 
uh, when you first walk in, you kind of got to walk through the it's the dance floor, which is a lot of a lot of restaurants in this place. Um, but it's, it's a dance floor. The band's like right to your left. You have this huge crowd of people. There's a long bar um, right to your right. So, you know, my goal is to get, try to get a drink. And my friend Jill wants a good one from outside because two guys she knows are like uh, initially working outside. So I was like, hey, just go outside. I'll meet you out there and say, I'm going to grab a drink from the bar because I do the bar to the inside. And I want to say, hey. And, and I got to grab my drink. Then I make my way through this crowd, which is a. Uh, Quite a bit of people. Um, but essentially, um, I make it outside. You know, if, for people, I guess they have don't know how I look. I'm a black guy, and I started growing my hair out like six months ago after my birthday. Just really for no reason, just so. So I have a pretty decent fro going on right now, and uh, I don't know what it is. It's just like I guess there's some white people that have never touched black people hair or whatever or whatever. But this guy's drunk, so this guy's like. Drunk as shit. I can see him clear as drunk as hell. I was like, hey, dude, come over here. Come over here. And I'm looking like, okay, like, what the fuck and stuff. And he's like, he wants to take a picture. I was like, what the fuck you want to take a picture of me, dude? And I'm like, dude, I'm like one of maybe four or five black people in this bar right now. Why you, why choose me? I'm like, dude, you have an awesome fro. Like, can I touch it? I'm just like, that's a little weird to ask, but I'm just like. Fuck whatever. Like, go ahead, man. If it feels like, you know, makes you happy and gets you through life and kind of get it's like a moment in your life you touch a black man's fro, let me be the guy to do it for you. Right. <laughs> so I let him touch my fro and buy, like, just remind you that I kind of don't know who this guy is, at least not initially. No thinking stuff. And, like, as he's doing this, I'm looking around, like, like he's with, like, a group of people, like, this group of girls and stuff. And I'm just, like, you know, they're all taking pictures of it, too. I'm just, like, all right, who is this guy? I'm, like, thinking and thinking and stuff. And, like, then, like, finally, like, all right, man. Like, you good, dude. Like, you good? Nice. Go take a picture. So I kind of walk away. And, like, my friend, I asked my friend Chen, like, who was that guy? He was, like, oh, that's Shep. I was, like, oh, that's Shep? Now, by my part, like, Shep used to, a long time ago, my first met Jen, Shep used to be, and this is, like, probably about three years ago. So, he's a big, like, he's 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 big going to a home team barbecue, which is a big Georgia bar, and he's a Georgia grad. When I mean Georgia, I mean University of Georgia, for my listeners. Um, and, like, I go there a lot, too, because they got some banging-ass wings. But, um, but so, so, like, so I go over there, and, um, and, like, she, he used to, like, kill my friend Jen. My friend Jen's pretty attractive. Um, sometimes she's a little crazy, though. That's, which makes sense. How you all the crazy are usually. Not always, but, you know, for most people. But, um, yeah, so, like, she knew very well what's over him. So, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's weird. So, I was thinking, like, well, shit. I can swing some, like, listeners from his, uh. His his friend group over to my you know, my podcast. Fuck, why not? <laughs> You're right. Take advantage of the opportunity, right? Um, and stuff. And like, I went back outside, and he called me back over again. And shit, I was like, dude, dude. So like, he took a couple of pictures. I'm not even sure he posted them on Instagram or not. Probably not, because they're probably racially insensitive and probably just uh wouldn't be a good look, at least from a publicity stunt. But uh, <laughs> that's my uh, I guess my encounter with Shep. Um. I mean, I ain't just, it was kind of drunk, but that's what he's known to be pretty much on King Street, which is no different than anybody else in Charleston. Um, so, you know, we might judge him on that. Um, 
But, you know, um, but that's it with that, man. Um, once again, Byron won the polling contest uh, by a wide margin. Um, I'm trying to come up with, I want to come up with two more, man. So if you have any suggestions, um, just shoot me an email. Um, you do Holy City High, the number one at gmail.com or just tag us or tag uh, tag me on my page or social media pages at the Holy City High. Um, they come across that. Now, I'll definitely take your suggestions to heart and see what we can come up with. But uh, we're going to take a little break. And our next segment, we're going to kind of focus on hitting kind of like a hit something that's been coming identity of the city, which has been identity of the city, but it's going to give me some situations where it might be getting problematic and one of some people can relate to it or maybe have their own stories about it. Um, but right now, you're listening to the Holy City High. Excuse me, guys. Oh, sorry about that. Well, welcome back to the Holy City High, guys. It's your host, Nick. I'm going back at for second two, episode seven. Um, before I go into this uh, next piece, um, let's give some tad bits. Um, 2019 is looking like a really good year for uh, shows and movies, man. Um, if you are unaware, they just released... Uh, uh, the first trailer of the new, the second part of the Avengers movie. Um, it's going to be called The Endgame. Uh, it's going to come out April 2019. So a little less six months. Um, or like five months. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty dope. I'm excited, man. I'm big on Marvel movies. Big comic nerd. Um, black nerd by default. Excited. But in addition to that, um, Lion King's being remade next year. You also have Game of Thrones. Um... And Captain Marvel comes out. There's probably some other shows I'm overlooking. I'm just not thinking of at the moment. But uh, 2019 is looking like a really good movie year, man. So, like, you know, I'm big on movies, man. Some of my friends are like, oh, movies are expensive. Like, well, you, gotta, you gotta catch that matinee, bro. <laughs> you just gotta go. Like, you know. And, like, I go to the movies by myself a lot. Um, and, like, uh, I remember this girl, uh, Elle, told me this. Like, she goes to movies all the time. Like, I do it too. It's good. Just a little. It was a Monday and Tuesday in the afternoon. I have nothing else to do. I mean, like, why not? Right? Um, this stuff. Oh, I think Toy Story 4 comes out, too, next year. Um, addition to that, I think Dark Phoenix. Um, another Star Wars movie. Aladdin, Godzilla, Spider-Man movie. Dumbo, How to Train Your Dragon. Um, another Lego movie. So Lego movie 2. Um, another John Wick movie, Frozen 2, Pokemon, Detective, uh, Pikachu, with Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu. I'm just saying, man, Zyman Land, I mean, like, 2019 is looking dope as fuck, actually. Like, I'm really excited for the amount of movies that are coming out. It's going to be a big year. But, you know, other than that, you know, um, we're going to get to our next segment. Um, now, this is going to kind of focus on, uh, Kind of a little bit of seriousness, a little bit. Um, so, for my people that are listening to this podcast that have never been to Charleston, South Carolina, um, one thing about the city is 
it's a it's a food dev town. It's a it's a big drinking town, man. A lot of people like to drink here. Um, initially, when I first moved here, so like give it my timeline. I moved here in 2012, um, like May of 2012, just like two weeks before my birthday, and. Um, but beforehand, I was living in Columbia, uh, Columbia, South Carolina, not the drug lord company, uh, country. Um, I used to visit down here a lot. Like the, I had a lot of friends down here. Like I'm from South Carolina, so I had a lot of friends that were college in Charleston, so I used to come out and visit. And I mean, I used at the time of my life, man. It was like a good time, dude. Like a, this, is, this was back when, you know, Market Street was kind of like the scene. The bar scene, like bars like uh, Molly Darcy's, Mad River, uh, back when Tsunami had like $1 blue moons on Thursday. Like they used to be the memo, you know, Thursday goes Tsunami pregame, $1 blue moons, then hit Mad River. And like Mad River, like usually, uh, well, my friends knew the VIP girls, so they'll give them, you had to text them or call them. And they'd give them a code, and like your first two or three drinks were like usually were free. And like it was a good thing to mint open and came up with dollar drinks. Uh, kind of killed Mad River. In addition to the city, kind of want to get rid of the market areas being the bar scene, moving to Upper King. But uh, with that, um, so like uh, what triggered this uh, triggered this thought of the segment was uh, I was actually with my, talking to my roommate about it, and she was she's going through. An issue with one of her friends who's um, right now has a very severe drinking problem and like uh, and initially this drinking problem started with uh, like with uh, like she drinks all the time like she's sneaking mini bottles and like you know she's pretty much at a point where you know if she doesn't change her trend they're gonna end up burying her and. My roommate's been uh, been stressing about that, you know. It's been weighing on her stuff, and the kind of biggest knock on us that you know that you know her uh, at least according to my roommate. I don't know this person because I don't know this girl, at least not person like that. But um, her parents are kind of in denial about it, and her parents kind of takes care of her. Like this girl doesn't really have any responsibility, and I mean she's about near thirty too, so it's kind of like you know. You know, at that point, you know, I feel like your parents are kind of setting you up to fail. This girl can't get a job. Her boyfriend broke over her. Like, she's kind of going through a crisis right now. <clears throat> I hope, hope she figures out a way to get out of it. And, like, in my experience, I, mean, I have alcohols in my family um, that I have uncles there. that we go sober. Then, like, one bad night, and they're back at it. So, and my tells like, you know, I had a friend. Uh, this is before I live here. This girl who... Uh, this girl was a dime piece. I mean, this girl was like, like, ooh, you know. And I'm gonna talk about like, you know, Cosmo Charleston has a lot of attractive girls. Anyway, I'm talking about she's one of the best, at least at the time, uh, at, at that time of year, at least like years and years ago. This is almost like nine years ago, but uh, and like and like um, and like I know she drink, but at the time, I mean, we we're 19 or 20, so like you know. You're thinking, like, oh, those are college years, partying, whatever. So you don't really think much of it other than that. Then, like, what really triggered is, like, I came down here from Columbia one weekend, had a huge party one night. 
the next morning, like, uh, also it was a Friday night, because the next morning I woke up, and one of my good friends, she was coming in town, and, um, my good friends from high school was coming from Florence to Charleston to, uh, decided to go to school here, and, like, I was going to meet up with her just to say, hey, how you doing, and stuff, and, um, you know, and at the time, like, I woke up early, and, like, long, I was the only person up, everybody else was still asleep, except, uh, this girl, um, that was at the party, and this girl, like, like, she comes from a lot of money, because this girl used to buy all the beer for the party, like, you know, just put it on her dad's credit card, and I'm like, shit, the time, I was like, man, I'm not gonna say no to that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a broke college kid, man. I can save some money and get, drink a lot of beer. Why not? Um, but essentially, um, I remember she um, she was like wanting to go with us. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. You can ride. Uh, come meet. And I'm not thinking much of it. And like, you know, and this, fine, this is like 930 in the morning. So it's not like extremely early, but early enough. So like we're going, I remember like, what trigger is like I was like, all right, we gotta go over to Mount Pleasant. And for my listeners who don't know Mount Pleasant, that's just a suburb of Charleston. Um we're going across the Ravenel Bridge, which is a big bridge, um, that you see all the pictures of the city. And like all of a sudden, like this girl started having a hell of a hissy fit. Just because she just really wants a beer that bad. I'm talking about like throwing like a temper tantrum in the backseat of my car and I'm just like, What the fuck is going on? Like is it this here that you need a beer right now? Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, oh shit, like shit's real, man. And that was my like my first episode, like personally witnessing. I was aware at the time that like she was getting this bad. Then I think a couple months down the line, like you know, um, I remember texted one of my one of my friends that was really good friends with her too. She told me uh, the last the next time I visit, essentially, uh, he told me about uh. Yeah, man, she's uh she's back up in rehab now because it got really bad point that she was drinking leftover beer from a party uh, for the previous night and like you know was just blackout drunk, you know, like felt like getting sick from it, like not just you know throwing up sick, but sick to the point where like her orders could be falling. And like her parents came down, sent her to rehab, and from what I heard, like this girl left college. Left college of Charleston, then went moved back home. She's from outside the DC area, and from what I've heard, at least the last time I talked to her, because she kind of shut everybody out from uh, that lived in Charleston at the time. She's back clean. She's doing really well um, and more focused. So that's a kind of success story in that sense. With this other girl currently, um, and I know it might be confusing you because I'm just going back and forth, but I just want to use names to be able to protect these people. So just bear with me. I guess because it came up fake names, but, you know, I'm sorry, I'm high, I didn't really think that through, <laughs> but, um, uh, but, uh, this other girl, I mean, she's, uh, it's like, it's getting serious and stuff, and, like, you know, the biggest key difference with this one is the fact that, uh, I guess her parents are in denial about it, or in denial about it, and, you know, I mean, that's the case, you know, I mean, you're kind of limited in what you can't do because you can't force someone to go to rehab that doesn't want to go. Um, so essentially, what's going to kind of take is something really tragic to happen to a point where hopefully she doesn't have to lose a life or something that gets her like, hey, I need to check myself before this gets real bad. And like, 
and pertain to like the study of a kind of review. This was published by the Post and Courier once like a few years ago, 2015. And it says like 23% of the adults in Charleston drink drinks excessively. And that number is by far higher than cities like uh, New Orleans, um, Savannah, Asheville, which are cities are traditional compared to Charleston. Uh, 55% of the city adults um, drink just drink in general, which is uh, much higher than the national average. Um, and it makes a sense. I mean, and like, you know, if you live in South Carolina, people have the trash. Hey, Dirty Myrtle, well, Dirty Myrtle, which Dirty Myrtle Beach has a pretty high crime rate because it's, it's easy pickings to target tourists, essentially. It's not like, well, I don't know, I have to look at the FBI stats, double check that, but, uh, but like, Charleston presents itself as a classic standard, but that's kind of a front, a hell, at least a hell of a front in my eyes, because I think they're really hypocritical in that. And I think, you know, the biggest thing you'd be like, you know, if I ask one of my friends, at least ask my friends, hey, let's go do something that does require drinking. And they'll look at you like you're crazy. And it's just like, what else are we going to do if we can't drink? And, you know, that's a little demoralizing. I'm like, I'm kind of realizing this stuff. I'm like, and some of this is me getting older. And, like, you know, it's like, mainly, to be real with you, I can't handle the goddamn hangovers. Them shits are getting brutal and brutal and stuff. And just, <laughs> I can't be hungover for two days. I'm going to be curled up in the bed in a few positions. Um, essentially, like, you know, I have a another roommate who's, like, a little few years younger than us. And she drinks a lot. Uh, she's, like, drunk back out, but she does crack a beer. At times, you wouldn't think you need a beer and stuff, and, you know, just, like, no, sometimes I want to keep tabs on. Kind of like a personal segment for, like, but this is something, like, you know, that I want you to make aware of the city. And, like, you know, people that have moved here, like, if you know now, Charleston's a big melting pot of people from all across the country, you know. They'd be like, man, like, you know, I moved here from, uh, like, for instance, like, from Vermont or from like Colorado and stuff, we really didn't drink, you know, but that nature's completely changed once I moved back here to uh, Charleston, and, you know, I'm drinking all the time, you know. You know, there's always a, some type of uh, pub crawl, or, you know, you know, every restaurant has happy hours, and, and a lot of it's like these restaurants are going to push it because, you know, sure, that's how you make your bread and butter, man. It's alcohol sales. That's why, like, you know, uh, um, Beer distributors and liquor suppliers are, you know, Charleston's is a must market because, you know, they're making so much money down here with the alcohol sales. So I, I can't fault. But, you know, if you're uh, in the city, um, just, just keep that in mind. Like, look, man, like, uh, this city is uh, is definitely, like, some people lose control. Some of it's also, like, you know, the food and beverage industry, too. Like, you know, a lot, there's a lot of people that are alcoholics in the food and beverage industry, but they might not perceive themselves. So like, but if you need a beer before you have to go to work all the time, like every single shift, <laughs> or some people drink during their shifts, like, man, I have a problem, man. It's just easy talking. Like, just keep, you know, if you live in this town, you're listening, if you live in Charleston and listen to this segment, you know, just keep that in mind. Just, your friends might need, I mean, your friends might need some help more than like you initially think, you know, not be some, Cries for help and like it's not it might not be direct man it might be really indirect and some like just in behavior 
And just pay attention to the details, man, because I've had a lot of friends go through ups and downs about it. And, like, fortunately, a lot of them have come out successful, but some haven't. And, you know, you never know what people might be going through or what might be triggering us. And hopefully, you know, my roommate is going through this still. I hope she can figure it out and hope it gets to a positive resolution. Um, but that being said, guys, we're, um, we're going to take another break. Um, we're going to get to our next segment. Um, we're going to do a review, a review set, review piece. Uh, a Folly Beach, uh, my first, my first Fourth of July in Folly Beach. In addition to that, we're gonna do talk about some kind of near death experiences that would have sucked. Like it wouldn't be dramatic. It could been like, damn, this like been a bummer way of going out. But we're gonna get to that, guys. You listen to the Holy City High. Hey guys, welcome back to the Holy City High. Uh, getting to our last piece, our last segment piece. Um, I was aiming at this to be about 45 minutes. And hey, here we are. Um, so I was actually going to tell my near-death experiences last, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and do that first. Because it's not like it's a lot. Well, I've had actually multiple near-death experiences, which I guess we all probably have at some point too. But these experiences I'm about to go through are like kind of... I wouldn't say lame, but then like really unfortunate. <laughs> um, at least this is what I'm thinking about. And like what I don't know what even triggered me to think about. I guess like I was reading an article about people dying at amusement parks because of the ride. Uh, some of these rides are like they fell, like screws came off and something got off and like that one kid in Atlanta that got decapitated by the roller coaster because he jumped the fence. This wasn't severe. This was in this first one happened in Myrtle Beach, uh, Surfside Beach to be particular. It's a water park called Wild Waters. Now it's part of, uh, I want to say I was like, I was like fifth grade. I want to say it's so probably like eight or nine. And or 10, however old you are in fifth grade. And um, so like there's this water slide and I'm like, I was actually researched this and um, kind of found out this actually has happened to somebody. But there's a huge water slide. It's like a just a, it's not like a tunnel one. It's just one of those long ones that go. It's kind of curvy, go up and down, up and down. That has a, a deep uh, decline. Well, it's riding one of those one favorite rides. It's easy and it's like it's one of those things that's kind of happen quick. Well, like back then, my heyday, I was pretty like relatively like real skinny. So cause you go down this shit pretty fast. You're probably going like at least 20, 25 miles an hour sliding down it. And, like, uh, the problem is, is, though, like, this thing is, like, the barriers that keep you inside, they aren't really that high. Like, at best, they're probably, like, no more than maybe a foot or two barriers long. So, like, what happened was, like, uh, I'll slide down, and you catch air, like, you catch, like, a little bit of lift of air, like, uh, slide down and shits. And, like, I caught... I guess I was going out extra fast or whatever, but I caught some air and like I felt myself that I'm almost about to go over the edge and like below is nothing. There's no cushion, no tire. It's just straight concrete and it's almost like probably a 30 or 40 foot drop. And like I read to the articles like this happened a few times a couple years ago where people fell off and like no one died, but got seriously hurt, like a broke arm, 
broke shoulder, but you can't die if your head hits it. I mean, that's like a high enough fall where your head hits the concrete. Yeah, you can die. At least have some type of brain damage. Um, um, there's that's one story. Another story happened. Uh, uh, Folly Beach. Um, this happened in 2013, maybe. Um, this is where you don't black people mess with the ocean for. Um, <laughs> but I was uh, was with my boy Tom Justin. We just went to the beach, just a little chill, and just do the beach thing. And it was kind of like a dreary day. It was like pretty cloudy, and but it was like I mean it was middle of summer, so it was like 95, 100. It was like in the 80s. But warm enough to be in the ocean. I'm the water is pretty warm. But you know, we got drunk, got lit, like we got lit. I want to say at, uh, at Snapjacks beforehand, and we just went to the beach, and like I was, I got this little uh, wakeboard, and I'm just like chilling, vibing, not really paying attention to what's going on, and like you know, oh, and um, I'm kind of like just kind of floating back, looking stuff, not paying attention. But like that day, I remember seeing, I remember. That the rip currents were really freaking strong, like, you know, shit. So, like, my dumb ass is not paying attention. And, like, probably for like five minutes, let's have a look, turn around, look back, and realize, oh shit, I'm far as fuck from the shore. And, uh, well, so I, I didn't look back. I take that back. I didn't look back. I looked to my right and saw that I'm almost at past the pier, <laughs> like, out in the ocean. I'm like, oh shit. You know, shit. So, like, you know, my fight and fight and flight instincts um, started kicking in. And I was just like, oh, shit. And, like, I'm right in the middle of a rip current. So, I was like, okay, I know what I need to do, but I'm drunk. <laughs> and, I mean, unfortunately, like, fortunately, there was a surfer dude who was like, hey, you need to lift back in, bro? I'm like, fuck, yes. And I was just like, and since that day, I had never been in the ocean deeper than my knees. And here we are. <laughs> You know, I, and for my listeners that thinking, oh, Nick, you're black, you can't swim. Nah, nigga, I can swim. I'm just, you know, shit. We got pools, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I'm just fucking around, though. But that's that's that, you know. I mean, I'm not going to go in thinking that's been serious. There's other near-death experiences that was more of the violent side. Not necessarily me fighting or anything, but, you know, just being in the wrong, wrong place, wrong time scenario. But... I will get into that another day. But I want to end today's episode on um, comedy review, view, man. Um, essentially, so this review is really going back on the Folly Beach riots. Um, if you're uh, never, if you never heard about that or are not familiar with this, this happened six years ago. Um, happy July Fourth, six years ago. Uh, this was America's birthday. Um, I want to say 4th of July fell on a Saturday that year. Or Friday. It might have been Friday. Saturday. I don't know. So, but uh, I'm still in fresh in Charleston. I probably just... I was still in the military at the time. So, like, go to the store. So, I was still actually in, like, training um, in tech school, actually. And, like, my final tech school was here back in Charleston. Because that's where the plan I worked on were C-17s. Like, you're either going to be in Charleston or you're going to be in Seattle for the remaining of your training segment. But, um... I got back, uh, but, um, so we went out, like, you know, our plan was going out to Folly. It's my first 4th of July in Charleston, so I was, like, a little getting stoked and shit. And at the time, you know, you could drink on Folly Beach. It was, like, the last beach in the Charleston area you could drink on. The only beach in Charleston area you could drink on. So, like, fuck yeah, dude. Beforehand, every weekend beforehand, like, you know, that was a routine, you know. 
you know, every Saturday and Sunday, go to the beach, just get drunk all day, then just go out afterwards. So that was our routine. And, um, um, but, um, but what happened was, so I guess I was, I was you know, just not active enough on Facebook or social media at the time to realize what's going on. But these uh, promoters out of Georgia apparently had this huge promotion going on that, hey, everybody go to Folly Beach for uh, for 4th of July. I mean, the name of this production company was, uh, well, this promotion company was After Midnight Parties. Uh, they had like two DJs out there. And beforehand, I guess I wasn't aware that like this is all new. Like we we're just going up. Like it was a shit ton of traffic. I remember it took us probably about two hours to go from downtown, oh not downtown, from was it downtown? Where downtown? We go from West Ashley, where we live in West Ashley, which would have been like right kind of near Avondale, a little bit past Avondale. If you don't know who what West Ashley is, for my listeners, it's not from Charleston. That's just a kind of a district of Charleston. Uh, west of Ash River um, in Keys. Um, and Avondale's just a neighborhood in West Ashley. Um, but yeah, it took us two hours to go down Folly Road. And like, I mean, it was a shit ton of traffic. And I was just thinking like, oh, this is holiday beast traffic. Not thinking like this is even more in- insane than normal. But um, so, I mean, we get to the island, dude. Um we get to this island, and I mean, dude, it, was, it took us even, it took us another thirty minutes just to even find parking. And at the time, it was me, uh, my friend Jacob, my friend Spencer, aka Jimmy Dean. What's up, brother? And one of these guys in the Air Force with me, um, Harvey. Um, we'll call him Harvey. Um, it was at the time it was also in training with me, so like we're all going to the beach, and like it's, I mean, it's a. Uh, like, we are walking to the beach, so this is around, this was 10th Street, so, like, 10th, between 9th and 10th, it's kind of like a big college area, that's where all the college kids go, because it's kind of far from the bars, and the cops usually are, but the cops in patrol, and Fall Beach is small, man, so they're, they're police forces, no more than four or five people, um, and we go to it, I'm like, I'm talking about, dude, like, it's probably 11 o'clock in the morning, I want to say it's like 11 or 11.30, and this beach is packed, I mean, it's like, it's like almost person, like person, person. Like there's no space. There's probably no less than maybe ten thousand people within two blocks. And like at the time, none of us knew that there was like there was going to be DJs. And these DJs, they brought Everclear Jello shots. And my story of Everclear has never been good. I don't even drink Everclear anymore because of a horrible experience back in college. So I'm thinking like, oh, this shit is lit. So like, essentially, kind of what happened was like, people were way drunker than they anticipated being so early. Like black, like, like I'm talking about like, it's like ambulances coming to get people at 10 o'clock in the morning, man. 10, 11, this shit was freaking crazy. And like, I had a lot of friends. I remember seeing my friend Gabby. You know, she was like one of the first. Uh, shout out to Gabby. Hope your hair salons and business is going well for you. But um. Uh, it was like, uh, dude, it was crazy. Like, uh, if you have a chance, go on YouTube and just uh, search Folly Beach Riot. And you'll see, like, the crowd. It was crazy. And I have, I'm part of posting pictures of it on my on social media page. Um, but, um, but essentially, yo, so what happened was, uh, like, we go. I mean, we found, like, a little spot we can find, drop our cooler and, you know, beach showers and stuff. And we all go. And we, I guess we'll be up before. 
our friend Taylor and Jackie at the time, and they were uh, near to the beach, and we had like a huge little crowd and stuff. Well, you know, I remember I go out in the water to go in the water to cool down because they do a flyover for people never been to the Carolina, the Carolinas, um, at least South Carolina. They do a flyover. It's usually I want to say it was like fire jets from Shaw, like F-16s. Yeah, fly all the way down the coast from the Carolina border down to the Georgia border. And the whole flight usually takes about 30 minutes. Give you an idea how fast those planes were going. Um, and essentially everybody said, America, America, America. Well, this that happened. Then shortly after that, uh, this probably like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um... I remember seeing that, like, I, I wasn't there initially when it first started, but I was in the water, like, I was sitting in the water with my brother Spencer, because we were just trying to cool off, and then just, like, he said, hey, yo, look around, all, all this, like, you just see a mass amount of people converging to an area, I'm just like, bro, that's right by our, that's right by our cooler, so I'm thinking, like, only thing I'm thinking about, like, I don't want motherfuckers, like, touch my beer or anything, so, like, we're going back to, uh, so I started walking back. It was like, hey, Spencer, you stay in the board. I'm go check on the cooler, make sure everything's good. And like, because uh, I think all of us was there. I think only Jacob was there, was back at the uh, cooler. And if we get back to the cooler, like I get back to like around the cooler, just right outside, but probably like no more than maybe two or three feet away from me. You know, I start to see like this guy's tackled on the ground. And I was like, oh shit, Popo got this motherfucker. And all these people, I'm telling you, like, it's probably like easily 10,000 people. Start circling, at least a couple hundred of them start circling around the cops, tackling this guy, and start screaming, You fuck the police! Fuck the police! I'm like, Oh shit, these motherfuckers are lit! That's how I'm thinking, like, Oh shit. I start kind of screaming the same damn thing, too. It has nothing to do with me, but you know, shit, I was caught in the moment. And, uh, and like stuff, and like, then, like, someone started throwing beer on them. And like, initially, like, I asked, like, somebody what happened, they were just like, Ah, uh, this cop checked this man's cooler. He had glass. And all of a sudden, this other guy decked this cop and shit. And they all tackled him down and shit. And, like, lit and fluff. And apparently, the cops were trying to get to the DJ. They were even trying to bother these guys. They were just trying to get to the DJ to tell the DJ to shut down because it's illegal to have excessive loud music. Um, like, at least in that kind of setting. Because, like, these guys, these promoters, they didn't get a permit or nothing with Fall Beach or even, like, try to advertise that they could do this. They just did it. And it was uh, this loud book. But essentially what happened was, uh, like, these guys got tackled. I guess they had glass in the beach. Cops was about to ram a ticket or just tell them take it from them. And I guess one of the drunk friends came just hit the deck and shit. And they tackled them. It was like four cops, four or five cops tackling these couple of guys and stuff and stuff. And, like, then, like you said, it was, like, all these mass around people. So I guess they were just, like, which they have a right to be. Like, you have four or five cops trying to deal with hundreds and hundreds of people. I'd be damn nervous, too. Um, and stuff. And, like, everybody was just saying, USA, USA, USA. Well, at the time it was happening, like, uh, I wasn't really aware. Uh, I didn't initially, initially saw it, saw the end of it. But I saw our homeboy Harvey getting arrested. And I'm like, Hey, what the fuck? Oh, shit. And I asked him, like, what's going on? And like, you know, so I try to, like, you know, I'm trying to make my way through this crowd. Like, oh, shit. I, I cannot get through this crowd. Like, get to the cops and figure out what's going on. And shit, to finally, to when the cops passed by, and I was asking, hey, like, that's one of my friends. Like, what's going on? Why are you arresting him? 
and he was just like, oh, we're, we're going to get him on the charges of inciting a riot. I'm just like, are you kidding me? And I'm thinking like, you know, well, we we're still in the Air Force at the time. So, like, that's kind of my, my worries about it. I was just like, shit, everyone's been getting in trouble. Shit, we even got into our career yet. And here we are. But uh, essentially what happened was, uh, really, from how my friends described it, like, it's all these people's chanting. And he just happened to kind of be in the wrong wrong place wrong time and like uh the first cop saw him and they just took him down he was just the first person they saw and stuff so like and like bear mountain bear in mind he was the person that drove us down here so i was just like oh shit <laughs> so like he gets arrested and gets carted away in this early afternoon so i'm just like well fuck um i'm thinking like what should i then so like the thing i did was like i had I had his cell phone. Like I said, I had, I had cell phone on all this stuff. So I was just like, all right, stuff. Like, so the first person I text was like, because I couldn't get in his phone. But I responded to his uh, girlfriend's text. Was like, I love his girlfriend. Like, hey, this is what's going on right now. Can you get in contact with somebody? What I didn't do was text my sergeant because I was just like, well, shit, let me see if I can bail him out of jail or something. But it was the weekend. So I was like, fuck, this motherfucker's in here till Monday. Uh, at, least, uh, that's, at least that's what I was thinking. Um, and I'm just like, I'm stuck on the beach. Like, even if I wanted to, I couldn't get out. Part, I could have gotten out at a part of the time. I was, was, I was blacked out drunk and just didn't want to drive. So, like, essentially, we started, um, I mean, we continued drinking, partying and shit. And then, like, uh, probably around, like, six or seven. I mean, we all still on the beach for another four or five more hours. But it was also on my mind thinking, like, all right, let me sober up. Because, like, shit, some of, one of us got to drive. So, I started sobering up. I stopped drinking. And, like, he had a nice car, too. It was, it was nice. He had, like, a forerunner. Um, it was all white forerunner, blackout windows. And he had, like, 212s in the back. Pretty damn, like, a Kenwood 212s with a Kenwood amp. Like, a 1200-volt amp. So the car dumped. Like, it wasn't too bad. It was around. But it was stumping pretty well. So you're just like, all right, well, shit. Head back to uh, my house. Um, I've been my friend Jacob stuff and just like, well, shit, what we should do, like, um, stuff. And, like, at that point, I probably should text my sergeant and let him know what happened. But I didn't because I was just like, fuck, I want to get in trouble. Kind of being selfish on my part. So, however you listen to this, my bad, bro. But actually, it was my bad. I kind of saved him a lot of detail. Yeah, I'm going to get to that a little bit. But essentially, what happened was, uh, just like, well, fuck, nothing we can do. And, like, this is before Uber was a thing. So, it was just like, let's go back out. And, like, Mint Charleston just opened up a few weeks before that. So, like, let's go to Mint for the 4th of July night shenanigans. We pick our friend Taylor and Jack and Jackie. And we actually had, like, a – it was a banging night. It was an awesome night. We got, we got like, VIP somehow and popping bottles, turned up for the 4th of July. And it was lit and shit. Then the next day came, you know, the first part of the day, I'm hungover as fuck. Then, like – that's Sunday too, so um, one thing I didn't know at the time was that the uh, Air Force checks the jail cells every single day. And so like I get a call from my uh, at my time, my sergeant at the time, I'm in tech school, so it's the it's kinda like our RA. Um, he's just in charge of dorms. He's just like, Hey Nick, where are you? Like I need to talk to you and I'm just like, Oh, okay. What's up? What's going on? He was just like, yeah. Um, so we saw that Harvey was in jail, and he was last with you. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, so I'm thinking, fuck. So I'm like, I gotta get dressed. I gotta get back to the base and get ready to deal with this shit. And 
And essentially what happened was B, uh, um, uh, like fortunately for me, Harvey didn't say I had nothing to do with it, which I guess I didn't because I wasn't aware. Um, the biggest thing I guess we were worried about that non age drinking because he was only 19 at the time. I think I was, I just turned 22. Um, just turned 22. Um, but, um, like he got, he got in trouble. He didn't get kicked out of the Air Force though, really. Um, because I mean, kind of couldn't kick him out of the Air Force because freaking, uh, Air Force was doing so many airmen getting DUIs, so like it, he's got trouble for signing a riot. And you'll see it's like his mugshot is online. You know, you see Michael Harvey and stuff. And it was like it's kind of bummed out, man. Because just like you know, I tried, I tried to talk to cops like, man, man, from the military, I just let him go. And I'm sliding. Like he wasn't because he wasn't the only one saying like fuck the police or go America. And like they had hundreds and hundreds of other people. He was just the first person you saw trying to make an example of it, but the cops just wasn't hearing. it. And, like, fortunately, Harvey Bellman, I was, like, I had no part of it. But, like, because I make sure he got all his things. So, wherever he brought to the beach, got back to him. Like, I let him talk to his, his parents, let him know what was going on and stuff. And, like, or they bailed him out of jail. So, I guess I didn't have to bail him out. But it was, like, damn. It's, like, it was kind of a bummer. And, like, uh, went from there. And, like, I remember looking, like, if you weren't there, man, I remember, like, leaving the beach and seeing that beach. That beach was trash, man. It was, like. I want to say looking at the stats, there's like over 130 bags, 60 gallon bags of trash. <laughs> I love that because I mean, there's beer cases, food stuff, like stuff. And what happened from that point on is like a lot of a lot of locals got pissed. And, and like, because I think overall 16 or 17 people got arrested that day, which was far less than the number before uh, of the number uh, of the prior summer, which was like 50. But the cops were saying that. There were so many people in one area of the beach. We had to put our entire our entire police force just to patrol that area and could patrol the rest of the city. In addition, a lot of the locals were mad about stuff like that. So, like initially, they did a sixty day ban of alcohol on the beach after that. Not in that weekend after that. That week we went back and still could drink. The weekend after that, um, then initially they passed. Well, really happy they passed. They had a council meeting, and like you know, eventually they kind of. What really happened was that no one showed up to advocate why they shouldn't do it. But at least not enough people did, so they kind of just passed it without any protest. And here we are now. Just uh, I drink. I mean, people still drink on folly and just have to kind of be low key and treat on it, which is any of the beaches. But um, that's how it happened, man. At least that's. Essentially, how I kind of got involved in it. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer, man. But, you know, that's what it is. And here we are. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Um, I ran a little bit longer than initially thought I was going to. But here we are, man. Check us out. Um, I'll post I'm post pictures on our social media pages um, so you can kind of see how it was back then. Um, also, in addition to that, um, if you uh, know any local artists, I mean artists, I mean musicians, um, painters, um, or anybody that has a special craft, um, small businesses, um, bartenders, servers, and anybody that has a story and you want to be able to talk about it, um, just shoot me an email. Business inquiries would be city high with the number one at gmail.com. Um, you can shoot me an email there or just tag me up. And one of our social media pages, and I would get back. I'll send a direct message 
off one of our social media pages, and I'll get back to you, man. Try to up an interview. But I appreciate you guys taking time to listen out to my podcast today. I hope everybody be safe for the holidays. Don't drink and drive because I know a lot of holiday parties are going on right now, so be safe with that. And we'll catch you on the uh, next episode of the Holy City High. You guys take care.